Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Fred here, and this is the Steel Mace Nation. And my guest is uh, Dr. Tony Lamana once again. Uh, this would be your third time on the podcast. The first one is episode number seven. It was in black and white back in the old days. Oh, yeah. Two years ago, right? Um, and I know we recorded a second one after that, and I don't know where it is in the, uh, it's there. Yeah. I mean, if you guys want to, if anybody wants to see episode two with Tony, uh, it's there you got to look for it. And if you find out which episode it is, please shoot me a message and let me know. Um, but Tony is our expert for technical info. We talked technical stuff in the first uh, podcast, then we did it again, and here we are again with something very specific we want to dive into. So I think you guys are really going to like this. It's it's a uh, it's going to be a treat. We're going to try to deep dive some hand grip stuff. We're just going to talk about hand grip today, pretty much. But uh, before we do, Doctor Tony Lamana, how's it going? How you been? What's new? It's going good. <clears throat> it's going good, man. I uh, just moved recently, so uh, just. Just settled into the new place and uh, got my little home gym set up and maces and clubs and kettlebells. <laughs> now, did you move because you basically played out your last home with all your exercises? Everybody got bored, right? They were like, hey, I the same I refrigerator, <laughs> the same air conditioners. I need to see something new, Tony. Yeah. Buy a new house, please. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you something. Um, you do everything you do and, and put it online for, you know, just for shits and giggles, just because you yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. I, I noticed uh, you updated your your bio. You said, hey, I'm oh, yeah. just here for just for, here for the fun of it. I'm not selling yeah. anything. What were Absolutely. people were people asking you for like training tips? <clears throat> well, like it wasn't that. <clears throat> I mean, people ask me stuff all the time. and I'm happy to, you know, if I have time, I'm happy to answer and, and help out. But um, I think what it started to become was people thought I was, I was selling something. So there was always people trying to tell me how to build my business and um, how to, have, you know, get more views and more likes. And, uh, I think people thinking that I had an angle behind saying, Hey, I like 8X Maces. I love 8X Maces is what it is, man. You know, like, so, you know, there's certain products that I like, and those are the ones I put on, you know, I use mostly. And, um, but it's not, there's no angle, you know, I don't sell yeah. 8X Maces. So people ask me, I'm like, we got to check with Don. I don't sell the product. So, but they, but I think because I use it so much, they think that I have, I'm involved in that somehow. But um, yeah, so I just wanted to make it clear. You know, I just want to make it clear that there's no, there's no angle. I mean, which is fine. By the way, for, I have friends on here that have businesses that are personal trainers, that are coaches. And I think that's awesome. And if I was doing those particular things, I actually would use Instagram as that avenue. But, um, you know, my full-time position, as you probably remember, is I teach anatomy and physiology full-time. So that, that keeps me pretty busy. And I teach overloads. I teach summer class. And so I have, uh, have my, kind of my hands full with that. And, um, you know, so just putting out fun content, I think, is good. You know, I think I, I think I put it on my bio. Educate, inspire, entertain. These are the three things that I'm hoping to do. Yeah. I don't know if I'm successful at it, but those are the things I'm hoping to do with, the, with uh, you know, any of the social media that I do. Uh, like I said about two minutes ago, you, you're you're the most uh, out of the whole Mace community. You're the you're the guy for technical stuff. I mean, you were doing math and putting that math up on uh, social media so the rest of us can understand what it's like swinging um, a 20 pound mace with a 36 inch inch handle compared to a 20 pound mace that has a longer handle and. 
and the torque and you figured out yeah. torque and all this important information that, uh, you know, look, people that do mace and clubs were nuts when we get all into the minutia and the intricate details of everything. We love this stuff. And especially if you're a coach, it's great stuff just to glean some of the, the knowledge that you throw out there. It makes us sound smarter when we're teaching a client, right? So that's that's what I think is great, and the fact that oh, you're I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the kind of words. Yeah, it's and and you know <clears throat> you mentioned Don from Addex, and it was a conversation him and I were having, and he said, "Well, you should go do a podcast with Tony over this," and we were discussing like hand grip, and and my question to Don was, "What do you think about these mace that people make?" that had this real hardcore spiky knurling on it because I've used some before and I, I just don't think it's a good idea to have that kind of, it's really rough on your hand, but I noticed it, it was making me swing a little odd or something like that. Sure. So, you have to adjust. Yeah. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and, and I, I, even having that loose grip or that tight grip, I couldn't, I couldn't get comfortable. Of course, I'm not always using Neuralink, so maybe there is a learning curve, but that's that's what we're here to discuss. So, yeah. Um, basically, how about we start with this, a swing, and what your hands are doing and what your grip is supposed to be doing, theoretically. Well, <clears throat> let, let me say this first, just so I just throw this out there, as far as the Neuralink. For... A lot of us that do high repetition stuff, and I do a lot of long sets with maces and clubs, and maybe people don't do as long, but they're still doing a lot of repetitions. If the knurling is too rough, like for instance, in powerlifting, where I, I started in powerlifting, um, the knurling on some of those bars, or even Olympic lifting, which I also did, it, it's very rough sometimes, but the, the more expensive bars, the better bars, they've got knurling, but it's not knurling that's so rough it's gonna rip you to shreds. And not only your hands, but if you if you have to clip your shins, things like that. You know, when you talk about a bar. <clears throat> so I think I think regardless of of you know what we're going to talk about today with the positioning, I think if it's too rough, a certain number of repetitions, you're going to tear the hands up. It's just it's just going to happen. Um, I actually have um, have a number of different types of clubs, and some have rubber, some have like uh, Adex has kind of the the matted. Uh, I don't know, finish or whatever, it gives you a grip. <clears throat> some of them have light knurling and some of them have really rough knurling. The ones that have rough knurling, I honestly don't use very much. Um, and again, that was something I had to find out over time because if I'm going to do a 10 or, or more minute set, you know, my hands are going to be shredded. And I don't look at that as a badge of honor because now I can't train tomorrow because now my hands are torn up or something like that. So uh, anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. But <clears throat> yeah, as far as you're, you're talking about with like positioning, Here's what I'm gonna throw out as well, a little disclaimer. Uh, there's, it's not one size fits all, there's, there's different styles and variations, but then there's certain aspects of biomechanics. That part I can kind of address. So if someone wants this hand on top or that hand on top and they wanna go this way or dump over the opposite shoulder, which is what I usually do, you know, it, it doesn't really matter that much as long as they keep their biomechanics solid. Um, are there advantages to some things versus others? Of course, but um, as far as uh, grip, so I don't know if this is answering the question you asked initially, but you don't ever want a Hulk grip, right? You don't ever want to, uh, you kind of see, I'm like, uh, you don't ever want a Hulk grip. Yeah, you don't uh, want to, you don't want to death grip it. Uh, not, yeah. not a mace, not not when we're, right. we're swinging a mace. It has to be well, what, like a loose grip almost. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a very loose grip or the loosest grip 
possible to still maintain control over the mace or club or whatever. So club, mace, kettlebell, you should never hold grip any of those. And every time I've taught those in the past, you know, or had classes and things when I was actually doing active coaching, um, don't hulk grip it. And that's, and, and honestly for control, because these are, including kettlebells, because they're levered implements, the, the, the person, the individual is naturally going to squeeze because when they squeeze, they feel like they have more control. When they have more control, they feel like it's not going to go flying or smack them or hit them or whatever, especially with like long mace. That's probably the, the most significant. Uh, just because everybody's worried about it hitting them, which it could if they don't have proper technique. Um, but it's not because of the grip, right? So uh, so that's the number one thing, right? The, the number two thing, and what, so wait, were you leading, I don't know if you were leading to where, like, what we're doing with it, but well, that, that's what I would say is start, as far as your grip. And as far as hand placement, yeah. I do a lot of one hand, so I don't think okay. it matters. So, okay. so let me throw this out there, too. And hopefully I'm not deviating too much from where you wanted to go with this, but... <clears throat> People ask me, they're like, well, you do two-hand, and I do I do switch, like with 360s. With 10 to 2s, I never switch, or, or 300s, which is 11 to 1s. I never switch hands, um, you know, when you're doing that TikTok kind of movement. Um, people say, aren't that, isn't that going to create an imbalance? And there's a couple of other guys I talked to about this before. They've been doing mace for a long time, and we, we, see, we seem to come to the same conclusion that as long as you're doing one-hand stuff, it all balances out. So it's kind of like Olympic lifting. And I might have talked to you about this before, but it's like Olympic lifting. When you split in the jerk, you split with the same foot forward every time. So yours might be different than somebody else's, but you don't do back, forth, back, forth. You don't do that with a jerk. It's just not, it's not effective. It's not efficient. And it's not a good technique. So um, <clears throat> I think the same thing for the 300. Now, that being said, I can talk about two different things. There's a little difference when we talk about two hand versus one hand. But as far as the, the forces, okay, um, the key thing for me is, and I do emphasize this whenever I teach it, is stay once they get the path. I let them hold grip it until they get the path. Um, it makes them feel more secure. But then loosen the grip as much as possible, again, maintaining control, right? So with two hands, you have a little bit different because you've almost got this counter pressure, okay? <clears throat> so... As I'm going over, right, so as I'm swinging over and coming back, okay, as I go, you got to think of where the torque is. So as I go this way, the torque's going that way, right? So the mace is pulling this way. So you're going to get pull on this part of the hand or kind of the finger portion of the hand. But if you got two hands, it's falling into the palm of this hand, okay? And this is, so this is kind of giving a little push. You don't really think about it this way, but your body's going to do it naturally. This is going to push a little, this is, they're both going to push. This one pushes this way, this one pushes this way, and it, it tilts over, right? Now, some people lift. I don't do that technique, but that's just different. But still, the swing, this, the 360, the, the circle is going to be the same, right? Because it's really about the torque. And then when I get here, now, if, even if I'm going this way, right, even if I'm this way, it, the torque is going to pull that way. So depending on where the mace is in space will depend on where the torque pulls. So now the torque's pulling into this hand and pulling onto the fingers of the bottom hand, right, as I come around the circle and I'm here. Got you, right. I'm not sure if that answer, that's answering your question, but that gives you an idea of how the, 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 the pressure is moving from one side of the hand to the other. I think it's better illustrated with like a one hand movement and, and it's gonna be the same forces, but better understood this way because we're not dealing with two different components. So as I dive over, again, I have to get enough grip. It's gonna pull on the fingers. I need enough grip so it doesn't pull out of my hand, right? And it depends if you have a pommel or not too, that does change it a little bit. I like pommels, some people yeah. don't. I have ones that don't have pommels, but most of my maces do. 
and I like being able to have that little, uh, you know, have my, my, uh, you know, the pad of my hand here just kind of hit up against that pommel or like, kind of like, you know, just a little bit of security and then come around. It allows me to loosen my grip a little more to be completely honest. And that's what I like. The looser I can be the better. It comes from martial arts training. When we punch, you know, we don't punch with a tight fist because now you're opposing forces and you're slowing it down. Looks kind of powerful, has no power. But if I stay loose and I whip and I, and I, and I tighten at the end, this is going to create, generate power, right? So I want to be as loose as possible. Yeah, go ahead. Question. Uh, I don't want to deviate either, but this just, you just lit up a question in my mind. Would you suggest, since the Adex has a pommel, or would you suggest any mace or club with a pommel as a training device to teach somebody to use a looser grip because they could use that as their, as their safety net. So I'm always careful what I say, just because I never want to, you know, um, insult anybody that has different, you know, product or opinion, but in my opinion, cause that's what you're asking. I, I think, so. yeah. I think having a pommel is ideal. Um, I personally think it's ideal for my type of training. Somebody might find that different. Uh, but also for training someone new, the more security they have, the, the better off they are, in my opinion. And I think that's what that pommel creates. And it's not that, you know, and it's, it's, it's a misnomer because you'll see, you know, kind of division of things. And I haven't seen it in a while, which is good, but it still might be out there. But there's division of like my technique, this technique, no pommel, pommel. Um, you can do good technique with either. And you should be able to do good technique with either. And if you can't do it with either, then there's a problem. If you need to rely on a pommel because you can't do it without, that's different. But like one time I was wearing <laughs> gloves. I don't wear gloves mostly when I train, but I started to tear up my hands and I was doing really heavy weight. And I was like, this is going to completely tear it. And now tomorrow I'm not going to be able to train. So I wore gloves and I had somebody make a comment. It wasn't a bad comment, but they're like, why are you wearing gloves? Does that mean you can't do it without gloves? And actually gloves, when you, you might know this from doing like uh, uh, levered implements or I'd never do it with kettlebells, but some people do. But when you wear gloves, it makes it harder because it slides. Yeah. So you have to grip more. The yeah. only reason I did it was to protect my skin. My right. skin is like my weakest point. You know, that's yeah. like my kryptonite. I, it, I mean, it, it's it's pretty tough, but comparative to my joints and muscles, they're stronger than my my skin. So, right. um, yeah. So I'm, I again, I, I tend to deviate off points here, but um, but but so to answer, to, that was a long answer to your question. The short answer is yes. I think it's a good idea to have the pommel because it allows them to kind of feel that pressure there. Yeah. And then they don't feel as much. They're still going to hold grip, but they might might be able to start loosening up a little quicker. Yeah, and eventually they should be able to do it with either, right? Because you right. want the technique where, you know, I, I, I did, and by the way, the, just because the next day, this is like a couple years ago, <clears throat> the next day I did the exact same weight. It was a heavy mace. I did the exact same weight with no gloves, just to show that I could do it. Um, and, and, and it wasn't really so much like, haha, I could do it. It's like, I'm not trying to teach people to do with gloves or without gloves. It should be either way. Yeah. Right. There's, there's right. always a purpose for, for an implement uh, or, you know, some type of modality that we're using, whether, and I'm not a big fan of gloves. Someone asked me the other day, why did I use straps for deadlifts? It's a good question. I don't, um, I don't really like them particularly because I want to build my grip. But the second thing is if I don't need them, you know, if I can deadlift my max deadlift without, without straps, then I'm not going to use them. So okay. like as long as I can keep the grip and my right. grip happens to be stronger than my hamstrings. So, uh, you know, and, and that might be different for other people, right? They might have stronger legs and then, you know, whatever. So, um, 
yeah. right. So back, back to what back to what you were saying. Did yeah. that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was good. Yeah, because I'm just yeah. always trying to think of ways to to train people better, you know. And sometimes people have limitations sometimes in their head. Maybe they can't release that death grip. So okay, let's try using this mace because it does it has a pommel. And I want you to just kind of gently grab it and let it let it hang on that pommel there and it won't go anywhere and you don't have to be nervous. So that that's all the reason why I asked. But yeah. now continuing off with where you, you were just talking about the swing. Um, so you have a loose grip and let's just say you're using a very smooth mace. Um, Addicts is one, even a, a Chinese made mace. The knurling is so smooth. It might as well not even be there. If you ask me, it's more like a marking point to just know where you're putting your hands. So let's say you're, you're, it's going behind you with this loose grip and you're swinging and let's say you're doing 10, 15, 20, 30 swings. Isn't the mace itself sort of rotating or spinning in your hands very slowly because you have that loose grip and as it's swinging behind you it's it's like counter rotating against your rotation so i'm i'm first asking is that actually happening or am i just imagining that and second if it is happening wouldn't that be one of the reasons why a knurling or an aggressive knurling would be difficult to use because it would prevent that natural spinning motion so, yeah, so a couple things. So um, if you got the mace, right, so it's on an angle, you know, this is this is the line that's work. Like if you drew an arrow this way, right? And of course, on that way, the line was coming down. So, um, so there is going to be a movement, right? Now, if you hulk grip it, it's still going to move, but it's going to be pushing up against the tissues. It's still going to be moving. Just It's going to be a smaller excursion of the movement, but it's still going to be pushing up against tissues. So we'll go back to the one hand thing. As I go over this way, it's pulling here. Right, so on this part of the hand, as I come over and I'm here, you'll feel it right here, right? right. We, we call this a thenar eminence, right? Right in there, you'll feel it pull and right there. Of course, you're, you're going into a smooth movement eventually, but if you were to slow it down, right, take a real light mace and slow it down, you'll feel those forces as you go around. You'll feel, and here it's weightless, right? Because it's just literally straight down, not completely weightless because you've got the weight here, but as far as torque, there's no torque at the zero and at you know degree and the 180 if we're starting from zero here right there's no torque in this line so as i come back around now it starts to pull it's pulling down 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 so it's pulling my hand this way hopefully this is all making sense not too nerdy but that being said um if i have a looser grip yeah there's going to be a little more excursion of the mason there which is okay right because again i'm using control i'm tightening when i need to tighten if you watch you know you kind of tighten Anytime torque starts to increase, you grip a little bit more. You never hulk grip. There's no point in time where you're hulk gripping this thing. And, you're, and by the way, if you're doing 30 reps, you're going you're, you're gonna to be burnt out before you hit 30 if you're trying to squeeze with all your might. Right. Um, so, yeah. So basically, as I'm going around, anytime there's torque, I kind of squeeze a little. So let me see. <laughs> so it's kind of like squeeze, squeeze, right? I can't get the real angle here. But you basically, every time that torque hits, you squeeze a little bit. Now, but to your, to your second question on that, uh, so, so yeah, first question, yes, I think it does move. Um, and again, it's slight, and it should, in my opinion. I, I feel like that's proper biomechanics. If it's not, I don't know what, what muscles you're using to keep that from happening, right? I don't understand how you would do that with good, good technique. Now, uh, if there's aggressive knurling, um, two things. <laughs> It's going to make you hold grip it more because it's as it moves. If you if you lose grip, as you I'm thinking, it's going to make you hold grip more. I haven't I haven't done this, but 
um, as it moves, it's going to start, it's going to rub, 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 tear, tear, tear. And I've had this happen. I haven't had it happen with a mace, but I have had it happen with a club. I did a real long set with metal uh, knurling club handle and, um, and it wasn't white. It was one of the rougher ones and uh, had a pommel, but it just, you know, I wound up with blisters and, and, you know, it didn't tear, tear, but I wound up with blisters and things like that. So it made it very difficult, you know, to go do any kind of intense training the next day. So, uh, so the tendency is it's going to make you want to hulk grip it. The, the problem with that is not only are you going to burn out sooner, right? Burn out the forearm muscles, but it's still going to, it's still going to rub and tear to some degree because it's still pulling. Now it might not tear as much. That's why you're hulk gripping it. So your body naturally knows if I squeeze this thing, it's not going to slide as much, less sliding, less rubbing, less friction, less, you know, possible for tearing, blistering, things like that. So, um, not a, not a fan personally of the aggressive knurling, like real aggressive knurling. Um, I'm not so, I'm a super big fan of completely smooth. Like ADEX has got a nice coating on it, but if it's completely smooth, if you, if you watch my videos, any of my completely smooth mazes, which I like them, that's why I use them. Um, but I, I put baseball back grip on them. And same thing with my clubs. If I have clubs that are made and they're completely smooth metal with no knurling whatsoever, um, you can say, oh, we'll use chalk. Yeah, but if I'm doing a 30 minute marathon, that chalk is long gone by that point. This thing is sliding in my hand. Now, can I keep a grip on it? Maybe, maybe not. But the reality is I'm going to wind up with blisters. And now, my, again, it goes back to what I said before. Now it messes up my training. So, you're, going to, you're going to wind up with blisters because the, it's so smooth, it's starting to move. You're starting to lose it. So you're gripping hard. Yeah. yeah. Once you sweat and it starts to slide through your hand, now you're getting this friction and friction and friction. And again, if you're doing you know, shorter sets, probably not the case. Um, and that's okay. If that's what people are doing, it might not be necessary to, to worry about that. Um, but I, I just, yeah, that's just my, my take on it. I'm always planning for, regardless of how much volume you're doing, I'd rather plan for high volume. And even if you do a fraction of that volume, it's, it's not going to hurt. Right. So, um, so, you know, I've done, uh, the same, I have the, some maces that, that are smooth. I've done it without them. I had the baseball back rip. I just like it better. It's not that I couldn't do it without it. I just like it better. So, um, and it's not, you know, it's not picking on those particular maces because I've had custom ones made that were smooth. A lot of my, my clubs are custom made. Yeah. And so, uh, I, I, I add it and I'm like, Hey, I hope that doesn't, I've actually said to a couple people that man, I hope that doesn't offend you that I added it. Like, it's just yeah. because I do wrong sets and I don't want to stand them. You know? It's funny. It's <laughs> like it's like when somebody cooks you dinner and you're like, I hope this doesn't offend you, but I'd like to put some salt on it. It has yeah. nothing, to do, nothing to do with your cooking. It's great cooking. I just like salt. Yeah. Can we add a little garlic or I'll get cool. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So what is a baseball back grip? Is that a tape? So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a tape. It's basically, I mean, it's, it's exactly the stuff that's on a baseball bat. It's what they use. So when they rewrap a baseball bat, this is what they use. Um, I don't own stock in their company, but there's a company, Alien Pros, that sells it off of Amazon. I like theirs. They make a, a thinner one, a thicker one. Of course, they use the thicker one. Um, you know, it, it, it's a skill to learn how to wrap it well. It took me a couple of clubs to get good at it. Um, but basically, um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's thicker than tennis uh, racket grip. I know some people have used that before. I've tried that. I didn't like it as much. Um, but it's just a rubbery grip. It's rubbery. It's got real good stick to it. Um, you may need to replace it at some point. If you do tons and tons of repetition, sometimes it starts to pull off. I've replaced a couple of them just because. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's it, it seems to work really well for anything that's too smooth. You now, know, I don't like to. Yeah. What about uh, hockey tape? Um, 
you know, to tape up your stick and all that stuff. It's just, it's almost like a medical tape in a way. Yeah. My only concern with that is you could do it. Just two things. One is the, the baseball bat grip's got a little bit of rubber, rubbery to it. So it, it allows you to grip it better, give you a little bit of play. Yeah. So it kind of plays into what we're talking about. It, you know, there's a, there's, it, again, it's thin, it's like a millimeter. But that being said, it gives you that millimeter of kind of squeeze and sponginess to where um, you, it allows the mace to move. It allows that little bit of movement. So that's one thing. You got a little bit more padding, uh, padding to protect you, padding to get a little more movement. Uh, the second thing, and again, I'm not trying to solve baseball back grip, but the, the second thing about that is I worry about the stickiness. When I've wrapped things in tape before, it starts to get, you know, after a while it starts to slide and then the, the, the glue, you know, you start to get sticky. The glue starts to kind of slide. I've done it with dumbbells before. I've wrapped them, older dumbbells I had. Um, and uh, yeah, I just don't like the sticky. I don't like that feeling, but it's, it's you, mean, you could do it. You can do it. I just, I, I, I don't, then you got to literally use something like acetone to get off that stickiness and rewrap it. So right. I don't know if hockey tape is exactly the same. I'm thinking of more like, like you're saying, like the medical tape. Right. It's uh, like similar to that. Yeah. And it does have stickiness. And I used it once for some um, home hack base that I, that I have that has a smooth handle, just like we were talking about. And I taped it with the hockey tape. And I noticed that the tape started coming undone, uh, probably from all the, the moving around and, and yeah. rotating. And then, yes, the sticky stuff started to pop up. And maybe after two or three sessions of using it, I had to take it all off and, and clean it up. It's right. exactly like you just said. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'm never using this again. But right. I used that that particular mace the way you you said i i just use it um if it starts to slide out of my hands that's it i'm, I'm done with the set it does right. mean though that i can't add uh, as much weight to it it's it's uh, just a home hack mace that somebody made for me and there's these big chunks of metal i could add to it i can't you know if i if i have to go light lighter with it i just will but um it gives you a different feel a different way of training a different dynamic like you said there's no true right or wrong way and knurling uh lots of knurling little bit of knurling no knurling they all play into different things right yeah well and and i think my my concern with uh when you're when you're smooth which again if you're doing two hand it's less of an issue i do a lot of one hand um i just kind of transition to that over time i do i still do two hand stuff but it's much less frequent um but when you're doing two you've got it secured right so when I'm swinging, I'm not really worried about it flying out of my hand. When I have one and I'm doing lots of repetitions and I start to sweat and it starts to slide, I'm a little worried about it flying out of my hand. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? A little bit. So, um, so that's, that's the thing. And it doesn't matter how strong your grip is. Once it starts to get sweaty and slide, you know, it, it, there's just a point of, of you know, diminishing returns where you're just not going to be able to control it well. And I don't want to break my floors or my wife. I always get comments, hey, have you ever broken your walls? And I haven't. Uh, I did drop one one time. I dropped it on my floor in my other house, and I uh, got a little little chunk taken out of that floor. <laughs> but yeah. um, but that's 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 my only that's my only thing. Yeah, my only uh, house damage that I did with it. Oh, that's that's not <laughs> I bad. I like to keep it. I like to keep it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Not your house. Maybe wreck somebody else's gym. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, they have insurance. You know, don't worry about that. I'd love to bring them to the gym. I just the I brought the, I bring the clubs. I do I, I do uh, I bring a club belt to the gym and warm up with it before I do anything. When I do, you know, some of the stuff that I do at the gym. But 
um, yeah, the mesas, I feel like people are going to run for the hills, man. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little, it's a little difficult with them. I was swinging, um, a mace in our firehouse gym the other day and I was, I was just locked in and I was swinging. I wasn't going anywhere. And the dumbbell rack was over here to my left. And there was this dude that I work with and I kind of got the feeling like, I was messing him up, so I, I slowed down my swing. I stopped. I said, do you need to get a dumbbell? And he goes, yeah, do you mind? I was like, yeah, please, listen. I'm a guest here with my mace. If I'm ever swinging this thing and you need to get something, tell me to stop and get out of the way. Don't wait for me because it might be a while, right? You know, it might <laughs> Yeah, they're waiting for you to get done with 10 reps and you're doing like 50. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're just in there just like whoosh, whoosh swinging away it's like you know you got to be you got to be mindful of that when you swing a mace i i just feel like it's that kind of thing i mean definitely you could whack somebody and kill them with it so um the fact that anybody lets us even swing in their gym is actually pretty awesome right But um, that, that happened with kettlebells in the beginning, right? When kettlebells first came out, there was gym owners telling people, get the hell out of here. You're going to wreck my gym. You're going to kill somebody, right? Yeah, I think until it gets a little more, uh, you know, widespread, which I think it is. I think it is starting, you know, to – or not starting. It's been for a while now, but it, it's getting more widespread. I just – I still see a lot of people that they look and they're like, what even is that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I, I could see people, they're like, they want to ask me something. They just don't even know what to ask. Yeah. <laughs> they're, just, they're just like, uh, I, I got nothing. And, and I just, I'll wait. If you, want, if you want to know, I'll tell you, but I'm not going to force it on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I used to do it. I'm going to find, well, it's, it's like 108 degrees here now. But um, when it's nice weather, I usually grab grab mace and club, kettlebell, go to the park, and I just I, I love training outside. So, and I'll get the looks. And once in a while, someone's brave enough to come over. What is that? You know. And then you then you you know you get the chance to explain. But most times they just like stay away from the crazy man with the big club in his hand. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the, the nut over there. So, have you picked up any new equipment or anything? Anything that's like uh, pretty exotic or wild or interesting? Well, I have a whole bunch of stuff. I haven't, you know, honestly, when I moved, I actually got rid of some stuff, but um, kept all the, the key stuff, you know. Um, primarily, I, maces, clubs, kettlebells, that's my training equipment. I have other little things. Um, you know, sometimes I'll show them in the video. Like, I have a jump rope that's like an inch and a half thick, and it, it's completely different feel. It's not like this is a little quick little jump rope. It's it's using a lot of forearm. It's using a lot of shoulder. Um yeah, so I mean, I haven't really acquired anything new, um, but uh, I, you know what? Uh, the caddy, you know, the caddy club, the caddy club, and caddy maces they're, that they're making. It's like uh, it's like adjustable plate loaded maces and clubs. They sent me a club, and uh, it's good stuff, man. It's a, it's a fun it's a fun uh, tool. I'm actually going to do some calculations just to see because it's plate loaded, right? And it's long. It's like 24 inch handle. This is a club. And uh, so you put plates on the end of it. So this sucker gets long. Like when I when I max loaded, it was like 32 inches, which for me, I'm 5'7". So that's like, that's a long freaking club. It's a short mace. That's a short mace. Exactly. Yeah. That's what that is. Right. And um, yeah, so when you're trying to do club movements, you got to hike those shoulders up. You're, you're hitting something on the floor, your ankle or something. Um, but basically, um, I'm going to do some calculations for that just to see, because it's very end loaded, right? All the plates are at the end. Right. So uh, it'd be interesting to see you know, using a steel club versus that, because steel clubs, the weight is all throughout. 
Okay, so there's going to be there's going to be a different uh, same weight but different torque, right? Because yeah, exactly. the weight is not distributed. Yeah, it's the center all of mass is going to be further down, right? right? Center, so you're going to actually have more torque on on tools. Number one, that are longer. That's that's the biggest factor that I've learned from doing the calculations. The the longer it is, the more torque is the number one factor. The number two factor is how much weight is towards the head or towards the end of the of the mace or club, and um, you know it makes a big difference in the torque. It makes a big difference in the feel. Now, the other thing about a long implement, it's really interesting, and I don't know how to how to even quantify this. I've talked about it in posts before, but. You have more torque, so it's harder. The longer it is, the harder it is, period, end of story. But there's more angular momentum. So it, to me, and it does a point of diminishing returns where it gets too long, but the longer it is, the smoother the swing. It actually becomes smoother. Right. You know, um, I, I believe, don't quote me on the exact number, but I believe when Jake Shannon made the mace ball, I think it was 52 inches. I think it was 52 inches long, if I'm correct on that, or, it's, or at least real close to that. So it was a real, and just had a very, like, uh, small it wasn't even a palm it was kind of like a little bladed out portion at the bottom to catch the hand um but uh yeah they swing really smooth i mean there's nothing wrong with the other clubs you know and, and honestly my, my favorite length is probably 44 to 46 44 to 48 inches somewhere in that range those are the ones i i, I tend for my height i guess maybe that helps too certain height might be different um or maybe just the preference to be completely honest i don't know so you know, something else I wanted to say, I want to throw this in there because I get these things pop in my head. I want to make sure I say it so people kind of hear this because sometimes people are watching this and they're not really that familiar with this type of training. You know, one of the things I always say because I see people talk about, you know, grip, grip strength and this and that. And my opinion, maces, clubs, kettlebells are the best for grip strength on the planet. I have the Bruce Lee thing. You guys you see, oh, that's a cool thing. I have had it for years, though. The you see the, 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 yeah, it's just the machine that you put the plates on you, and you pull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had that made for me like 15 years ago, and um, I, mainly because I'm a massive Bruce Lee fan. That's what got me into martial arts in the beginning, you know, watching his movies when I was a kid. And um, but then I knew he had one of these. I was like, I have to have one when I grow up. So I did. <laughs> so, but uh, that's great for grip strength. But honestly, nothing compares to maces, clubs, and kettlebells, in my opinion, when it comes to grip. You know, that's excellent. You, yeah, yeah. And 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 here's the thing too. And this is what I, this is where I was kind of leading to. You have 20 muscles in your forearm, so 20 here, 20 here, all right? And I did a, a kind of an in-depth study one time looking into all of this and all the movements for every single muscle and then comparing them to the movements that we do with Mesa's clubs. And I really didn't compare kettlebells, but it's similar. But anything you do that goes through a full 360 degrees or at least close to it, you're going to use all 20. Because I was looking at, okay, well, these muscles are active when it's here, and these muscles are active when it's here. When you grip at these muscles, so, and, and by the way, when you grip anything, most of those muscles, not all, but most of those muscles are active. So just in gripping alone. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, if you want to increase grip strength, which is an indicator of, you know, this is really interesting too. I, I, I looked this up because I heard about it, and then I looked up to the study. Uh, Tony, we got just before we have one minute left. Oh, before. okay. Anyway, so, all I was going to say is the indicator for movement, grip strength, and core strength are indicators for longevity and health in, right. in multiple studies. So these things, uh, actually, all the stuff we're talking about, the maces and clubs, they increase grip strength, they increase core strength, and they, um, you know, they get you moving.
Right. So, and, sorry, man. I talk a lot, bro. That's all right. <laughs> you, you have a YouTube channel, right? I do. Yeah. Well, okay. you know, I'm not really too active on the YouTube. It's I put most of my stuff on Instagram. All right. So go to your Instagram at weightlifting doc. Yeah. With the YouTube again, it's Weightlifting Doc is the name of the YouTube channel. So if I start putting stuff there, I have a bunch of stuff on there. All right. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Tony. Uh, I don't want to cut you off, but we're going to get cut off by Zoom. Yeah, in no, no worries, bro. So, sorry, sorry for all the, the no, it's all right. and we'll get you back on. We'll do more technical talk like this in the future. Sounds good, man. Hopefully I answered all the questions. Uh, it was great, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you at the next one. All right. Take Later. care. Later, Tony.